Hi everyone! We have a bonus episode this week because we couldn't get away from the Bundy movie. And, I mean, that's reason enough to celebrate this week. So, yeah, here we are. But even more special, we have two guests on the podcast. Two very willing guests. <laughs> so Completely willing. not coerced. No. Our boyfriends, uh, we forced them to watch the Bundy movie with us. Date night. So, yeah. So, introducing our lovely uh, theme song composer, Michael. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Michael. And our um, mix engineer. Is that what the title technically is? Sure. Uh, I would just like to say that you guys called us special, and we have that on record now, so... Well, special has a lot of meanings, Elliot. Yeah. You can just also, go with for what the you record, want. For, for the record's record, I, w- I was not coerced into doing this. I think I had the idea in the first place. Yeah, Michael was the one that we I had to... I was coerced. Though, yeah, to be fair, Haley one. and I, I had forced. an idea for the four of us to hop on an episode. It wasn't specifically the Monday episodes, but we had this idea ruminating for a while. Yeah. I just and figured this would be we easy just let because you think everybody's it was your got idea. Netflix and like... You yeah, know, everybody's it, got Netflix. It, well, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that, but... Spoiler. Yeah. All right, well, we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, very first, um, I just want to know how much each of the boys knew about the Bundy case before watching the movie. Ooh, very, very I good. knew that he was a serial killer. That's it. <laughs> That's basically. about it? I know his name. Am, you knew his I name, you didn't to... know, like, the crimes or the areas in which he was active or... Nope. Haley, All am right. I allowed to like mention parts of the movie or are we gonna get into that? Uh we'll get into that. I just wanna know how much Elliot, how much did you know? Okay. Hey Mike, I knew nothing more than you did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did, I perfect. knew his name and I knew that he was a naughty boy. I yeah, have no boy. idea where he did or, or where, where he did. He did. His, shut up. I know it's starting already. Where he did I had the no kill. idea where he was in business per se. In I business. I didn't know what he did. I didn't know how many people he did it to, who he was related to, this, that, and the other thing. I had no idea. All right. And I think this is a common thread amongst uh, true crime fans that I've seen is that there's girls that are super into true crime and guys that know nothing. Mm-hmm. That's me. <laughs> it seems to be a, a big thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, Michael's more of a nodder. He's not very much of a vocalizer. Nodding, nodding goes great on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about visual, visual jokes. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not a visual podcast, Michael. You have to answer <laughs> us. Mike has a bunch of cue um, cards that he was yeah, planning on holding not, up to the microphone. I'm not into like true crime or mysteries or anything like that at all so <laughs> just all right. to get on record here do you listen to the podcast nope <laughs> well <laughs> you elliot listens. First. zero hesitation <laughs> elliot listens to as much as it as it takes for him to edit each episode yeah that's fair so like that's fair figure out where the beginning is and figure out where the end every once in a while he'll catch his name and he'll be like up, oh wait what did up. you say about me <laughs> <laughs> you like me you really like me no Never. Well, nothing has gone catastrophically wrong yet, so... Yeah. Knock on wood, it, way to jinx us. Yeah, right. There's room. In, ter- in terms of a technical standpoint, I think I've I've done a decent job. This this now will crash and burn. Just watch. Yeah, probably. We'll yeah. get there. Um, so before we even start talking about the details of the movie, uh, how would you say... How much would you say that you liked it? 
Caitlin? All of us? I was going to say, is this all of us or just a boy question? Um, I <laughs> would give it probably around a 5 out of 10. Maybe uh, a yeah, 6. I would, I would say like... I would say like a four point five five. Yeah, That's I just very specific. It, it, we get very specific on this show. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed. I didn't take notes during the movie. I just wanted to Neither experience the movie as a whole. But yeah, um, yeah, Michael Elliot. I thought the movie was terrible. Okay, <laughs> so, Michael um, hated like, it. Like, <laughs> so like, like I said, I knew nothing about anything, and just approaching it from like a cinematic standpoint, it was like. A two. I didn't think it was <laughs> filmed three. horribly. It, I mean, uh, oh, Michael no. has opinions. <laughs> I have, I have opinions, but I guess we. Can I mean, talk I don't have a later. cinematography background or anything like I, that. Neither do I, but I, I, I like, do, and I didn't mind it. I don't know. I like artsy fartsy movies. So this is true. This is true. I, yeah. right. Your favorite movie is um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. So rock and roll. My dad <laughs> loves that movie. That's because it's right. an amazing movie. You're in good company. Thanks, Doug. Elliot, what did you I, think of the movie? I thought it was decent. Um, I kind of... I decent as I, far as content or as far as production? Uh, no, no. I'm not talking about production specifically. I'm, I'm more just the movie as a whole. Personally, like, I knew, or rather, I didn't know that it was going to be mostly focused on... Um, his relationship mm-hmm. yeah. with his, you know, his longtime it, girlfriend, his Elizabeth. Long-time yeah. Girlfriend. yeah. Um, so I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say that I was disappointed, but I was, I was expecting some more, you know, brutal crime scene stuff. Right. Whereas, at, you know, in this, they really only got into nitty gritty details well, towards the end. It when did he was show like, a yeah. bit in butt. I, yes, they, they did. There were three butts. <laughs> there were some butts, two of there which were three were moments of butts. Made yes. me happy. Um, of okay. course it did. Of course it did. <laughs> One was a prison butt. Kidding. One was a prison butt, and then mm. two were a Zac Efron butt. For the butt. record, that the, the prison butt was the one that made me happy. I'm sure it was. I'm, um, I'm, I'm really glad to have that information. Just mm-hmm. Yeah, there. but I think the, uh, the whole premise of the movie was that it was told from Elizabeth's point of view. And yes, I think it was based on the lo- book she wrote. Yeah, it was based on the book she wrote under the name Elizabeth Kendall called um, Mm. uh, The Phantom Prince. Yes. My Life with Ted Bundy or something like that. Yeah. Um, I have it. I have not read it yet. But um, I think it was also based on some letters that he had written her. Right. Because that's what the spoiler alert, that's what the confidential file is at the end that she has. It's all of the letters. And like that's her own evidence that she essentially collected, whether it was for that purpose or not. Yeah, but and also a lot of people were very vocal on our Instagram, which we appreciate. And mm-hmm. one commenter pointed out um, this is also regarding Elliot, you saying that you were expecting more gore. I think a lot of yeah. us were. Um, but uh, I, one- I kind of knew that there wasn't going to be any because I had read a lot prior to the movie's release. And there was a lot of talk <clears throat> of it not being um so much about his crimes kind of talking about it through the lens of obviously like we said his girlfriend so she didn't see the crimes she only saw the manipulative side of ted bundy I, so see I like i saw I, oh sorry going. go ahead oh I, boy I saw oh it. boy awkward <laughs> no you go first go um i saw i saw like a lot of that stuff too but i 
took it, I think, differently in that it was going to be seen through that lens of that time period when he was with his girlfriend, but that there were still going to be indicators, there were still going to be, like, even if he, like, walked away with a little bit of blood splatter or something. Mm -hmm. And there was really only one part where he where you kind of see him committing the, the crime towards yeah. the very end yeah yeah but um one and i wouldn't say that i want to see uh no like no graphic graphic depictions of it but i, I do, do i like i would say <laughs> i would say the last 20 30 minutes were probably my favorite part of the movie i agree i agree with that and i agree with the commenter that said that one good reason why Joe Berlinger, um, the director, and probably the rest of the production team made that decision to not show any of the actual killings or attacks. We're already on getting screen. so much blowback. Well, yeah, but I but this person said it would have been out of respect to the families and the victims. Exactly. And, yeah. I, and I thought agree it was that, a good and move. That makes sense. Yeah, I thought it was a good move to put the names of all the victims. Oh, I love the that. end. Yeah. yeah, I loved including they included Carol Durange, who is the survivor of his attacks, the Durange. lone survivor. Yes. Uh, my, yeah. And of course, Michael saw it and was like, Durange. And I'm like, that's not. She suffered. <laughs> yes, don't make fun funny. of the survivors. I, I will say uh, some an interesting effect that it had on me, uh, the fact that they showed almost nothing of what he was actually doing until the very end was like consciously, you know, like I said, the the barely the the only thing that I knew about him was his name and that he was a bad guy and he did mm -hmm. terribly fucked up shit. Um but you're going through the movie, you're watching his progression, you know, more and more things are happening and his longtime girlfriend is starting to, you know, there's more like mistrust seeping into her mind as as things go on um as time goes on and as more and more of these situations arise where you know police have found more bodies this that and the other thing um but we still didn't see him doing it and from my perspective me uh personally from my perspective only hearing about you know vaguely what he had done in the past not seeing it in the movie had an effect on me in that it gave you like plausible doubt in yeah, a way it was like fair. i was kind of rooting for him i like it was like he didn't like these this totally could have been someone else doing these things and his I girlfriend think needs to you know maybe see into that a little bit more but TLDR, yeah, I I Elliot would have been a victim of Ted Bundy 100%. I guess so, right? <laughs> I think um, you can give somebody the benefit of the doubt maybe like the first time, but once the crimes happened in Utah the same time he was there, happened in Colorado the same time that he was there, he escapes from police custody and uh, is found in Florida where there was even more uh, evidence that... Um, a serial Florida. killer was there like right and that was actually yeah. the initial also, escape when he jumped out the window yeah was very funny for the two of us michael do you want to hop in because i just and said did that actually happen he literally yes, just stopped did. he's like no did that did that really happen <laughs> it just seems, yep. i don't know a lot of it just seemed really i don't know campy and jokey and i was like is this actual re this was not real? a comedy and michael was laughing throughout oh my God, the majority so of the many. <laughs> Like, there was one scene where, I think when he gets arrested the first time, and he's calling his girlfriend, and he's, like, describing 
or she asks him if he's okay or whatever, and some dude like walks into him while he's talking on the phone. That guy like, that like body checked him while he was in the Oh yeah, yeah. It was like a high school bully kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Like, and I, really going idiot. I was laughing for like a minute and a half for no reason, <laughs> just because it was so stupid. It's it's like that. It's like that episode of not to pull this shit but that episode of keeping up with the kardashians where kim loses her earring what? and she's being because we all know what you're talking and Courtney's about like there. kim there's people that are dying that's what i was like throughout Caitlin, the entire thing because you, you're, you're alone on this pedestal no he's laughing and i'm sitting there and i'm like there are people that are dead <laughs> oh god uh, you're the um, kim to my courtney but yeah i felt i felt that at, like i didn't want to I didn't want to say specifics as Elliot and I were watching the movie because we wanted to talk about it like on the podcast. But there were so many times there were so many times where I wanted to be like, oh, my God, that was uh, that quote was ripped like straight from uh, uh, footage of. Yeah, I did that. The moment where he comes out of the elevator and uh, um, And he's he's reading the the indictment. Yeah, that's 100 percent like. Like what much word for word, yeah. and that's what I thought was really interesting too. Because Zac Efron, also you could see in the credits, was an executive producer. I on did this see that. Movie. That was very interesting. And um, that's something that I give him credit for is that he clearly studied the trial footage. He studied the very interviews, closely. all of that. Very cl- like down to like there the was outfits that were the mannerisms. exact same thing. Oh, absolutely. But I feel like even the fact that he was able to just pull together just all of the mannerisms of ted bundy i mm-hmm. i i thought that was very impressive i wasn't I impressed the- with the movie but i thought that his portrayal was impressive yes, i still don't think I, he looks like him but no not really uh i thought all the casting was actually pretty good though like yeah. i love uh lily collins um i thought john malkovich as the uh the judge was <laughs> uh weird I think he I made. I think he played the, the character was, well. He didn't look like the actual dude. No, at all. Zac Efron. So they could get no, John the, Malkovich. The judge. John, the judge. John, no. John, no. John Malkovich. Yeah, they just wanted John Malkovich as, yeah, as Judge Cowart. Um, uh, no, but like that made me happy. I was fine with that. Uh, Jim Parsons is decent, but it was just a little jarring to like see like. Yeah, I was Jim like, Parsons oh, it's that guy. The one where they needed to get a name. They, they, yeah, it was very much like Sheldon playing the prosecutor, and he looked nothing like him. The hair wasn't similar. Like, they could have put him in a, a wig, even. Yeah. But I, I just Carol felt Boone. that they needed to get a name. Kaya Scudelario as Carol Boone was perfect. Was the only thing awesome. I would change was, was if so Alice good. and Janie was younger, she'd be an amazing Carol Boone. Yes, they but in exactly this movie, it was good. It. We'll definitely talk. We have an episode <laughs> coming up where we're talking more about casting well, but michael had also noticed something about the casting too oh, yeah. that i when, didn't notice uh, the credits were rolling and it said that uh james hetfield was in it and i was like what yes. <laughs> james hetfield <laughs> metallica like, what fame fuck? we had to we had to look well, at yeah from metallica. Um, uh we- joe berlinger who directed this movie also directed the ted bundy tapes on netflix yes. but he also directed um a documentary about uh metallica Ah. So, oh, yeah. So the, that I think that's sense. how they became friendly, and oh, now he's in this movie. Interesting. I see. Yeah. I didn't. I'm not a Metallica fan, so I wouldn't have known anyway. Not that I'm. What? Not, I just. <laughs> Elliot, I went to Catholic school. Do you really think I would have understood anything to do with Metallica? <laughs> um. But no. So I oh wouldn't God. have been able to recognize him. But 
it, he, apparently he was unrecognizable regardless. I didn't recognize him. Like, we had to look up a picture to see what part he played after the movie Haley was over. Po- and Haley I was like, pointed, oh. <laughs> Haley pointed him out when it happened. Yeah. And I was like, motherfucker, that is him. <laughs> motherfucker. Apparently, uh, the day that he re- was on set, um, his family was there. And he had to, like, cover all of his tattoos and stuff. Yeah. And his kids were like, this is so weird. <laughs> Like, this is not his awesome. usual blank thing. Dad. <laughs> yeah. Blank dad. Blank dad. Normie dad. Normie. Um, but anyway, I loved Lily Collins' performance. I thought she was really, really good. Who was she? She was uh, Liz. She reminds... That actress reminds me of the... Uh, of Steve Harrington's love interest in... Uh, Nancy? She reminds me of Nancy. Things? In Stranger oh, Things. In Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, she did look like Yeah, I can see that a little I bit. Couldn't, I couldn't. I just remembered it yesterday. I was like, oh, Nancy, Stranger Things. Just a little bit. Not too much. A little bit. I just told uh, Michael, I was like, that's Phil Collins' daughter. It is Phil Collins' daughter. <laughs> she's also in one of my favorite movies, Stuck in Love. And uh, in she's love. in another movie on Netflix think. called To the Bone. Uh, trigger warning the for bone anyone. Is upsetting yeah. but good. It's Keanu upsetting Reeves but good. Keanu is also in it. He that's, is in that's that. Exact, that's like that's Whoa. exactly what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> and she's also in I that know, movie Love food. Rosie. She was in Snow White. I loved Love Rosie. Um, I read that book and it was or so what good. Was it Mirror Mirror? That was the movie Mirror Mirror yeah. with Julia Roberts. She's she's made a name for herself. I remember when she was on like that kids news show on Nickelodeon, and now she's doing this. So, but I thought I thought that was good. She also just played um, Fantine in Les Mis, the she BBC really? production. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that. Yeah, but it's the remake of the Victor Hugo novel, not the musical. Um, But no, all right, sit down. (laughs) So it's it's about 70 hours long? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was multiple (laughs) episodes, and they were like hours long. But I think it's coming to the U.S. It's supposed to be good. Um, It's crime. He steals bread. Um, But yeah, no, I thought that she did a good job. There were parts that I feel like were a little too melodramatic, even for me. Yeah. Michael clearly agrees. Well, there was there was like annoying, like obvious symbolism, like the yeah. the part at the end where she comes into the jail and she's also wearing orange, like she's a prisoner of Ted Bundy as well. Like that yeah. was a little bit on the nose. Do we know if You need to his, release me. The the thing where he wrote hacksaw in dust or whatever on the on the window. Oh, on the I don't think that's true at all. It's, yeah, that's yeah. a little That's not, all narrative. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. think that's because, true at all. All right, fair enough. They were not even just from a real life perspective. They had to pull information from him like they were pulling teeth. Like he wouldn't give them any information. He was like, we talked about it. I wouldn't I didn't do it because if he admitted fault in any way, then he loses the game of getting away with it. It was Mm -hmm. his whole thing. Uh, We talked about it in our two parter Ted Bundy episodes which you guys but, would know if you had listened no I edited uh, them. <laughs> we had uh they had a young journalist come in and like mm-hmm. um kind of trick him into explaining what had happened being like wow like i'm really i'm like i'm trying to get my career started i'm like really interested this interested in this um if they, they kind of did like an oj thing it's like you didn't yeah. do it but if you were to do it how do you think this, this person would have done. done it? And he, yeah. there's a, there was a nod to that in the exchange in the in prison between Zac Efron and Lily Collins, where he said something like she wanted to know 
the woman whose head was cut off with a hacksaw. She wanted mm-hmm. to know um, Janice where Ah. Her... Pardon? Uh, I think that was one of the um, the women from the um, Lake Sammamish. Yes. Attack. Yes. Um, where he did actually kidnap two women in the same day within a like a short amount of time. Yes. Like within yes. four hours, I think he. It was. It he, was. It was something like yeah. that. It was very. It was very, just, quick. And um, but she said something like. Like I need to know what happened, blah blah blah. And he says something to the to a degree. It was like, if if he did it, he probably would have like, or the person who did it probably would have put it in the woods, the head, and yeah. then the head would have been dragged up. And that's very reminiscent of how he actually spoke of his crimes to that reporter. Yeah. It's oh, like almost this person like it would was have in done the this. third person. It, it, yes, he. So he was basically he would narrate what this killer was doing. Yeah. Um, having he's done it like, himself, he's like giving his expert opinion. Yes. Yeah. Yes, which was exactly oh, that's exactly annoying. how I would put it. Ugh, he's just he's such a fucking pain in the ass. I I know they didn't cover the uh, Kimberly Leach trial, which is yeah. the part where he says, uh, "Tell the jury they were wrong," but I kind of wish they had like just snuck it in. Yeah, because that's one of my favorite Bundy quotes. But right, whatever. no, that makes sense. Um, well, and also that the Carol Durange trial. Durange. Oh my God, it's not Durange. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is what I had to deal with all last night for like two good. hours. Um, Michael, you made a good point about what the I know. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, the whole like the, first like third of the movie. And I thought this was interesting also from a non-true crime perspective. That's why I'm bringing this up. So they did a really bad job of this, but they were trying to make you feel sympathy for uh, like Bundy and like Elizabeth. Is that her name? Yes. Yes. Like that whole relationship thing. But and during that trial with the the ranch girl. Durange. Oh, Durange, Michael. Oh, my God. It's so disrespectful. (laughs) (laughs) Like they only show that part. um where the what happened <laughs> they only show the part where they oh, the, make her seem like she doesn't know what she's talking about and, and was coerced they, yeah well, she was coerced that's what yeah and then yeah it seems and then it seems jarring to have the um to have him be uh immediately just convicted yeah it's it seemed so weird but like like I my, agree. Uh, michael turned to me after that scene and he just said something to the effect of like based on watching just that portion they didn't show any other evidence that he was guilty. yeah why he would be guilty yeah they didn't show and i think that the, makes a good point they didn't show the handcuffs they didn't show the part right. where he tried to kidnap somebody earlier in the day and uh, i mean um he kidnapped somebody later in yes. the day and actually killed her and they found the key at that crime scene of right. the handcuffs that fit carol durange like they didn't right. show any, i feel like that was probably Something that they could have showed. They didn't show the whole Officer Roseland thing, no. which is how Bundy got Carol into his car, saying yes. like, hey, somebody broke into your car. We have to go down to the police station. I'll take you to the police station. And then like, that's how he got her. And then her. she was like, why is a cop driving a VW? A VW bug. <laughs> um, oh, I'm undercover. Like, yeah. fuck this guy. He's a fucking idiot. Um, um, but he was handsome, so he got away with it. I still, I still. They made him way to too handsome. Thinking that I agree. I think that I don't know why they didn't add the unibrow because he, that's he a key point. And also, I didn't like that they they alluded to it a little bit when he got to Miami with the mustache. But 
this man was a chameleon. And it seemed like Zac Efron, with the exception of that one scene where he jumped out the window, which I feel like was a half-assed way of doing it, they didn't really Although they show got his outfit down to himself. a T. Uh, yes, they got the outfit down, but they didn't get, like, if he was walking down the street with just a they fucking bandana, they would have caught him. Also, he, he broke it, his ankle when he jumped out that window. I know. Well, he, there was a little bit of a limp, though, that I saw. There was, there was, there a, was limp, a hint of a limp. And then fucking three cuts later, he's, like, running full tilt on yeah. both ankles. Totally fine. Yeah, that yeah, was that's like you do. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I felt like most of the movie was Michael, quick, just... break my ankle. Let's see how it actually happens. <laughs> most of the movie was just, like, uh, like quick cuts of... Yes. Um, something that could have been in a documentary. Like, this yes, felt like... that's exactly how I felt. Okay. Yes. So, like, <laughs> it felt, like, oh, it felt like there were little oh, scenes in, an, in a narrative. Yes, I felt exactly. like the movie didn't have a narrative. Yes, yes, that's exactly... Like, 20 minutes in after that first court case was over, I, like, had to look at how much time was left because I was like... Multiple times he did this. Yeah, like, I was like, <laughs> seriously, there's an hour and a half left of this fucking movie? You were a lot there louder no and a fucking... lot more, like, incensed than that. <laughs> there was no plot. They were literally just, like... Yeah, Here's and especially for people who did. don't. Here's another thing. Here's another yeah. thing. Here's especially another for thing. people who don't know the case. Yes, I can imagine it being so jarring. It's like, wait, wait, what happened? It's yeah. jarring what? and confusing, and it based was so on the frustrating. based on what they put forth in terms of evidence and the events, how they went, how they went down, and everything. I think if like if it seems like this movie was made for true crime fans, yeah, hundred percent. But then yeah. it it what's the word that i'm looking for alienates people who are not true crime fans who don't know how this went down who don't know yeah. what's going on because for all like like michael had put it with the durant trial um it it, it looked like he it looked like it was a slam dunk was a reasonable him. doubt yeah like i mean yeah and at one like and that was something that you mentioned because the judge said beyond a reasonable doubt and michael yeah. pointed that out and was like but, like, to me, there is a reasonable doubt. Like, they don't show... I think that they left a lot up to the viewer, assuming they would know. And, and yeah, I think they also left... Did, yeah. They left I, a lot to um, to the explanation of, well, this is through Elizabeth's eyes. Yeah, she saw the evidence that, that she chose to see like, and tried to ignore also, the rest. If they can take creative license with their fucking sex scenes, then they can take creative license and be like, oh, and this is what he was doing meanwhile. Also, I didn't know that it was supposed to be through her eyes. I did not get that at all. I didn't either. I, I just thought, thought it was, was like just... some like pseudo omniscient thing happening. Like, yeah, here's what's yeah. happening like... now. Here's what's happening with this person. Yeah. That's fair. I think they like... were being a little too precious with not showing any of the crimes that yeah. it kind they of also... took away from the movie. They like also they could have focus on her alcoholism. Like I didn't really no, not like really. I picked up that she was kind of self-medicating with alcohol, but not to a degree that there was like a major problem. Because it, it even... was just it was just a suggestion from yes. her side character friend. It's like, hey, also, also you started drinking a lot. Stop and, it. And she but even yeah. the friend, when the friend calls her out on that, she doesn't say she brings up their daughter her daughter Molly. And she says she said that Molly wanted to know why her mom was sad all the time, not why yeah. is mom drinking all the time, why is mom wasted yeah. all the time. Also, it has so when no they bring it up, effect on anything. Yeah, the when it's they bring it up at like the end, they're like, "Oh, she's sober fact. now," and it's like, yeah. "Okay, good for her." But also, like, there was no allusion to like she seemed very depressed. But yeah. they didn't show so much how if they are showing this through Elizabeth Kendall's eyes, they didn't show how much of a toll it took on her. Yeah. 
which I, I feel think like. Is, however, I did love that they had Haley Joel Osment playing her I loved like new him. wife. I think he I was, was so like, cute. he's making a comeback. Here we go. I had to tell Michael. I was like, do you know who that is? And Michael's like, is it the guy from Hannah Montana? I was like, no, but close. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no, guy from The Sixth Sense. He sees dead people. He had such oh. a kind face. Yeah, I loved him. That's what Elliot said when we were watching. It's so true. He's like a young Santa. So if we, can, if we can draw another parallel to Stranger Things, he's like the dad that he winds is. up getting killed in season two. Sean Astin, another child Yeah, he's Sean Astin. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's like just the friendly, hokey pokey dad Bob. that's like, hey, yeah. everything's fine. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Superhero. Except the guy, in, the guy in this movie was a lot more, I don't know, like rational and level-headed about yeah. the person that he was dealing with. Yeah. I liked yeah. him. No, I did too. I liked that portrayal. I liked that whole relationship that they kind of set the foundation yeah. for. And I feel like I don't know I... why. All right, wait. So Michael's gonna want to jump in on this. I think too. Once I mention it, I don't know why Molly was suddenly like very involved and not then immediately not involved. Yet she knows presumably that Ted is in prison, and she draws him a picture. And I okay. also don't know how he managed to bring that picture back into prison with him, given Butthole. that there was some very <laughs> obvious, like, let's put the gloves on and, like, Duh. check all the nooks and crannies and crevices. Like, how is Maybe he getting I feel that like they wouldn't take there? a picture away from you. You don't know. Maybe the picture is, like, you know, shot I've a black light on it or something, and there's a map to how to get out of the prison. Like, you don't know. You don't know. But, guys, that okay, shark had oh my god, yeah, as its body. Michael Michael spent so much fact. time trying to dissect that because he was like the tail is part of the body. Uh, <laughs> Shut up, Michael. <laughs> it was so weird. Mike, I don't know. I, it was weird. Watching this with you, I love you very much. But watching this with you made me wish that I had watched it once first by myself. Yeah, uh, you probably should. So that you weren't poking holes in everything, and then watch it with you. Yeah, but no, I waited. Yeah, I feel like if I were to reshoot this movie, I would at least show the scene at Lake Sammamish where yes. he is dressed up nice and he has his arm in a sling and he's like asking people to. Um, well, they showed it a little bit, but they didn't show it enough. I agree with you. They didn't show no, it they, enough. No, they didn't show it like at all. And I would have showed the Carol Durant scene. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. I would there not have done. violent scenes that they easily could have incorporated into exactly. the uh, clearly you didn't have to do the Kai Omega thing. I also feel like they they glossed over the Kai Omega massacre way yeah, too fast. Yeah, because that was brutal. He attacked four girls like in 15 minutes. Completely unraveled. He killed two and severely disabled two women in 15 minutes and then left and killed another woman and then drove off and then killed a child. Yeah. Like, they, a 12-year-old child. Yeah, they cool. they completely glossed over all of this. Right. And I feel like... It's so fucked. I feel like it's something that probably could have been talked about a little bit more. Like, you don't have to give all the details and everything, which they kind of did in the, the scene with the trial with um, Big Bang Theory guy. Partner. Jim Parsons. <laughs> Jim Parsons. <laughs> yeah, so he Sheldon. was, like, explaining all of the uh, the crime scene and everything that had happened, which... Yeah, so you're not lusting after Ted Bundy. You kind of need to know what he did and how horrible he was and not just say, oh, my God, he's Zac Efron. Remember the time he took his shirt off and he had, like, a 12-pack? Oh, my God, we saw his butt. <laughs> yeah, twice. 
<laughs> Gotta get that in there. Um, Not just once, but twice. But I gave the it other two thing, butts up. Here's the other thing that really, really, really annoyed me. It made it seem like Liz was carrying the weight of the world on her shoulders. Like, she's the one that, like, gave Ted Bundy in. Three people gave his name. But I, I see, now I understand that, and I feel like it could have gone a different way because she didn't know that other people turned him in, first of all. So I can understand that guilt on her behalf, yes. But they also didn't really make it a point that that's why she was having a lot of trouble reconciling and coming to terms with this was because she had turned him in. They didn't bring that up until the very end. And I think that it would have made you a lot more sense. Yeah, it wasn't, me. It wasn't a huge, like, me. shocking revelation. Release me. So I agree with that, but I also don't think it's too hard to imagine that the simply the reason why she's going down this dark place is because she was so close to this person and now the entire world is going after him and she feels like she's the only one who, you know, quote unquote, truly knows him. Well, yeah, she doesn't know what to think anymore. Like yeah. she. Yeah, I she think it, I think that's has more turned her world. Upside yeah, down. she's like he's in her house. He's with her daughter. Like she <clears throat> yeah. thinks she knows this person and then everyone is telling her something different. And she's like, but I don't know what to believe because when he's here, everything seems great. Yeah, right. So and, I understand the yeah that makes a the, lot of sense the confusion there but I don't know I I was annoyed at the moment where she's like I'm the one that turned him in I was like no and rule turned him in yeah uh, somebody else from the the suicide hotline place turned him in which they completely glossed over except yeah. for one like line how, when he's introducing like how Carol did, Boone um what's her name know him in the first place yeah he said one line when they were looking for a dog yeah yeah it was just like oh and suddenly she's here now why. Yeah. What are you doing here? Oh, what are you doing here? Like, it was very... Mm. Yeah. Mm. Release me! <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> Elliot was very shocked at the uh, Carol Ann Boone pregnancy announcement. I so wasn't. I had to... Yeah, Michael wasn't, <laughs> but I did have to explain to him, though, listen, like, no one exactly knows how she got pregnant. We just know she did. And that right. was his. I wasn't as shocked at the announcement as I was in the act of the conception. <laughs> That's the fair. They were like in the middle of a fucking lunch well, room. You saw, well, no, you like saw the guy counting the money as they panned over to Zac Efron's butt. I did not That's, see that. Yeah. That would have cleared up a lot for me. That's, and that I is, no that is that that one happened. speculation. Another one, as I explained yes. to Michael, so I'm going to put you through this too, is that they believe that he also could have ejaculated into a condom and then passed it to Carol Ann Boone or Carol Boone, whatever her name is, threw a kiss on the mouth. <laughs> That's what sound it would have made, but also gross. Oh, really? No. <laughs> um, the that's another thing. Like, I didn't understand why that this movie was, or why they had to make this movie rated R. So, like, what? yeah, I know that, but like, <laughs> but why? But think about no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Is like, Michael, the there only were three butts. This. Uh, <laughs> That's six cheeks, dude. Six cheeks. <laughs> but like they said, I think two, the children. three F words in the movie. Yeah, and not that you were counting. That or one, anything. that one sex scene. That's, but that was a pretty. That's no, but like that's it. You could like they could have uh, censored that sex scene a little bit more and then eliminated two of the F words and it could have been PG thirteen. That's true. Like it did not need to be rated R. Yeah, that's, but did anyone want to see a PG thirteen Ted Bundy movie? That's fair too. I, that's actually a really good point. I didn't that's really fair too. That. But I think so also than that, that R rating, yeah, yeah that R rating gives the 
idea that, okay, well, we're going to see some shit. And, like, we see some shit, but it's not the shit we think we're going to see. Yeah. No, like I said, last 20 minutes were the best part of the whole movie. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. I'm just imagining, a P, uh, like, a PG Ted Bundy movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? Hey, you he cuddled doing this guy to there. death. You stop that. That's naughty. That's not... <laughs> Stop no, it and that was something too that actually freak the, you. That brings oh god, <laughs> that um, that reminds me is my one complaint about Zac Efron's portrayal of Bundy is that because I liked that he was able to turn on a dime, especially with Carol, but he wasn't smarmy enough in the court scenes. Yeah. I feel like you know what I mean. Yeah, he he was like, if you watch the footage, he was a total smartass. Well, Elliot even asked me as we were watching, he's like, is there any video of this footage still in existence? I was like, yeah. And he's kind of like, he's a huge dick. Like he looks at the camera, winks. He turns around to the girls that are behind him, which is true. There was like fangirls that were there like, I don't know. There's just something about him. Like I can think I can like save him. Yeah. And like he turned around and like winked to all of them and like waved. Yeah. He was like putting he was putting on a show the entire time yeah, when he was like in the courtroom. Like, they made it very clear that like everybody was aware that the cameras were in the courtroom, but they didn't show as much how he like played up like he hammed up for the cameras. Yeah, he did. And they he, didn't like, also told a lot of jokes. Yeah. They also didn't show lies. the part where he uh there's a witness on the stand and he uh like a cop that was the first to walk into the Chi Omega house after everything happened. And he was on the witness stand and Ted Bundy cross-examined him and made him say every single detail of what, what he had seen when he got in there and basically like got hard on it because he needed to hear every single detail of all the things that he did. Like they could have put that in the movie of him, like, uh, like reveling in his exploits. Yeah. I don't know. There was. It, I felt there. There was a lot missing. It seemed like there were, for whatever reason, they they chose to make this this uh, decision. But it seemed like there were almost zero attempts to paint him as a bad guy through yes. the narrative of the movie. Like again, obviously, you know, it's all happening because it happened in history. It was proven, and you know, there are those those like interstitial scenes where every once in a while you'll get the news reporters talking about, Hey, this which some of it was real footage. That. Yeah. And I yeah. liked that. I also some of it liked was the actual footage of what had happened in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. And I liked that. They also noted how historical it was in that they were, they even said like, Oh, the first time in history that like a trial is going to be televised. Like Michael turned to me and was like, wait, is that true? And I was like, yeah, yeah. like this was and, a big fucking deal. And it's almost because of Ted Bundy that the word serial killer is a thing now because they also didn't uh, talk about, they made it kind of seem like the different states were all kind of talking to each other. No one knew what was going on until like towards the end. Yeah. When like a bunch of different uh, cops got together and were like, wait, this happened here. This happened here. This happened here. What's the common thread here? Oh, it's this guy. Yeah. But he got away with so much for so long because Different counties didn't talk to each other. Different states didn't talk to each other. They completely glossed over what had happened uh, with um, Karen Campbell in in uh, Colorado. They could have showed that scene where she was kidnapped out of a brightly lit hallway going 200 feet to her room. Yep. Like there are so many things that they could have cut in while they were talking about it at the trial, like just tiny little scenes that would have given so much more context. Yeah, no, I have to agree with you there. Like overall, I, t- I think 
I think the issue overall is that um, overall, I think the issue overall, um, I think the issue is that it was really hyped up. Um, it like both by fans and by the production company itself and everybody that this was going to be like and the casting. A, yeah. Like a great movie. And then I think it just fell short solely because it tried to ride on that publicity yeah. and it failed to deliver in the content. Well, Netflix, Netflix bought it from the Sundance Film Festival for $9 million. Yeah. And that gives the implication that, oh, this must be a really good movie. And I think it just fell short. I think, I think it just. It was an aggressively was spark noted version of the Ted Bundy case. I, I wouldn't even give it that because Sparknote helped me many a time in high school. And I feel like if I read this Sparknotes, I would have failed the test. But in the age of let's make a two-parter of a book that shouldn't have needed a two-parter, they could have made this movie a two-parter. Like, they, they cut it immediately when have. he jumps. Yeah, cut it immediately when he jumps out the window of the law library in Colorado and then do a part two. They didn't they even show how so he got to Florida. Too. Yeah. And it would have given them a second chance. They would have been able to hear all of these people that are complaining and they would have gotten it right. (laughs) I didn't think it was a horrible, horrible movie. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. I I will. Michael wasn't a fan. Shut up, Mike did from the beginning. I will say both of your tunes have definitely changed from the beginning of this show till now, just based on the amount of uh, the amount of discussion that we've had about it. Or at least yeah. to, to me, that's what it seems. There was I'm defi- not saying it's a good or bad thing. It's just interesting to note. Well, I think, it, like Caitlin said, it was hyped up for so long and we've had so much time to think about it that yeah. I yeah. wanted it to be more than it was. That's a dangerous situation. Yeah. When, oh, when absolutely. When you're expecting something for such a long time and then it comes out, it's almost impossible to live up to everybody. Except for like Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Okay. No, that's true. I would or say, I would say Harry Potter lived up to the hype. Yeah. I have two. I have two actor-related uh, nitpicks. Okay. Um, Haley, you said initially when they had the girls outside and they were doing the interviews, and they're just standing there like, I don't know, like he's kind of dreamy. Like I think I love him. <laughs> the, the actresses that they picked for those little tiny little interview segments were fucking terrible. Yeah, it was like it was like junior high school play level of like reading lines from a paper. It was. Yeah. It was god. Oh my god, it was so bad. Well, plus Second, they also could have used that. Actually, happened. They could have used that footage. Uh, yeah. I think they did use some of the they, footage, they used, and then they cut back to yeah. the movie of like people they had cast. But I think they did start like we saw it on Friday. I don't really remember too much, but I think they did start with um, the, the, actual footage from uh, the trials. I yes. I remember it a little bit better. It was the other way around. <laughs> they started with actors, and then they moved to real Got footage, it. Okay. and it was like. Oh my God! There's such a stark difference. Anyway, yeah, no, I agree with you there. <laughs> that was just one small thing. The actresses they cast in the original footage was so much better. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> the visual effects to make it look old in the 70s. Oh my God, <laughs> Oscar worthy. Um, the, the second thing is I'm I, I enjoy like accents and language and like the nuances with with stuff in the way that people speak. I'm a little bit disappointed that Zac Efron didn't make a little bit more of an effort to copy the way Bundy spoke. And I'm not yeah, saying that fair, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that he, that Bundy himself had a very 
distinctive unique way of speak like you right. know like you'd hear his voice over the radio and you're like bingo that's ted bundy well his voice but, was a chameleon as well because when true. they talk about the lake sammamish attacks they talk about a handsome man in a turtleneck in a sling with a slightly british accent yep so he did oh he God. did kind of change his voice depending on where he was but he always gave his name as ted which yeah. is the one which fucking was stupid weird thing. and that's yeah. all that's all well and good but like i had never as you guys now know i knew next to nothing about this guy so when uh, the credits were playing and... And they showed the actual footage, yeah. Yes, where yeah. he was talking about like, oh, does that include the time I stole that comic book or whatever? I'm getting to hear him for the first time. And to me, it was very clear that, you know, I think they did a decent job on the physical appearance and they did definitely. a fantastic job with the wardrobe. But Yeah, I, the wardrobe was, is definitely something yeah. to be commended because even the scene where they're doing the lineup... Where he yeah. has to he has to come forward and say, um, "Be quiet, or I'll kill you," something yeah. like that. Right. Even every single one of those people in the lineup looked exactly like the original lineup, That's, which is crazy. And that was awesome. I just I wish it didn't seem like Zac Efron put any effort into changing his voice away from yeah, it's true from his own. It just sounded like he was him. And I know that some actors make that conscious decision. Yeah, like I'm just gonna play it as me and and like how i would take on this character instead of becoming the actual character i guess maybe that just means that i prefer that other style of acting where the people take on this completely different voice and you'd never recognize him in an interview mm -hmm. but like if zach efron stepped off of the set of that movie and instantly did like a 15-minute press interview you'd you'd It'd know the same it was voice, him yeah. but you know as compared to like i know this is a a more out of left field thing, but like if Heath Ledger stepped off of the set of The Dark Knight, right? Yeah, you'd be like, exactly. what? Who the fuck do you play? Yeah. Now, obviously, the Joker is like some wild zany character, but yeah, but he point. also made the Joker into his own character. Like Ted yeah, Bundy's a real person. Someone else. That's true. Yeah, Ted Bundy's a real, real Accurate. person. So he could have real ass person. A real Accurate ass person. Fair. But uh, I, so he I could, do agree with Elliot's like feelings. Like his face was Ted Bundy, but his voice was Troy Bolton. Like yeah, it, exactly. It could have been. He could have made more of an effort. I think that overall, like how you all have mentioned about like the well, not Michael. Michael hates this movie, but how <laughs> you two have mentioned about the costuming and the detail there. I think that they put a ton of effort into the small details, but the and bigger big details, stuff. the bigger yeah. picture, they yeah. didn't. Do also, as much. another accent thing. I hated John Malkovich's accent, yeah, his it, southern I accent. Mean, he it was not like good. Really do a don't southern shake accent. your finger at me, <laughs> no, young man. He just kind of talked like John Malkovich, but said yeah. things John like Malkovich southern people as. would say. But <laughs> also, Caitlin, that specific scene—the "Don't shake your finger at me, young man." They show that at the end. They yeah. do. And they show that he got a lot more heated. Like yeah. John Malkovich seemed like he just had like, don't smoked weed. Dude, don't, yeah. don't do that, man. Dude, partner. It sounded like his one day on set, he was just smoked a lot of weed, and he was just like, don't shake your finger partner. at me, young man. Yeah. And the partner was really forced. Also, yeah. uh, he was just yeah, like, they, partner. They did the cute little wink-wink thing where they show him the, the sentencing, which is word for word, the yes. extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Oh, they um, said the title. No, they said the title. But also, uh, my other problem with this movie is I hate the fucking title. It's stupid. I, it's there's really so dumb. many. There are so many other Bundy quotes that would have been so much better. Like, why did it need to be that one? I d I did not like the title at all. I completely like. It could have even just been called. It's confusing. My Dark Prince. Yeah. 
Like, I the, mean, the Phantom it, Prince, it just, yeah. it was, it, I agree with that. And uh, to the point where like, as, as you know, and as anybody who has listened to our Bundy episodes know, like I can't for the life of me really ever remember the title of this movie because it is so long. And so I said to Michael, we said extremely we wicked it, and incredibly close. Yeah, I said, I said to him, all right, so tonight we have to watch extremely vile and extremely loud and incredibly close and, yes. and wicked or whatever it was. Like, I always say something to that degree. And Michael was like, wait, we're watching two movies. We're watching this. And and I was like, no, 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 And no. that 9-11 movie. Poor soul. Yeah. So it's a confusing title. It doesn't help uh, it doesn't define what the, the story time. is. And I, like as I've been thinking about it more, like um, Michael and Elliot said that they did not know that this movie was supposed to be from Liz's point of view. Yeah, I think yeah. it kind of like either make it exclusively from Liz's point of view or show like more of his crimes. Like right. it kind of it it didn't have its narrative down. Right, because like she didn't know that he was fucking Carol, Carol Boone behind a Coke machine. She didn't Allegedly. see that. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. Also, I don't know if like it, it seems like they kept a lot very historically accurate with like direct quotes and everything. Yes. But I don't know how much Bundy tried to contact Liz after he was with Carolyn Boone. That's probably where her book comes in. I guess yeah, I haven't I haven't read the book yet, but neither, neither I, I have just I, don't know. I, that's what I assumed because it was from her point of view. Yeah. Just everything that I read, it seemed like after he was caught and him and Liz like broke up, understandably, like they kind of just drop talking about her and then they talk about Carol Ann Boone and yep. her getting pregnant and everything like that. But um, yeah, I just thought it, I was like, is that historically accurate? I'm not 100% sure. No, I don't know either. Though I, w- I will say also... They didn't touch so much on how Carol Ann Boone, she says that she uprooted her life. She uprooted her life. She had a son. She had a kid. Yeah, she had a kid that she brought down there. Like, yeah, like she made her family move down there for him. Yeah. And I think that it would have showcased his manipulation a little better. What? (laughs) (laughs) You'd you'd move states too if you were fucking Zac Efron. (laughs) Behind a Coke machine. Yeah. Once. I, I just... <laughs> Once. <laughs> Boy, One thanks. and done. Yeah. <laughs> Once is enough, kids. Oh, It is. Be safe. You That's true. Be safe out That's there. That's true. You have sex die. once and you get pregnant. <laughs> yep. That's how it happens. Anyway, do we have any more complaints about this movie? Oh, uh, the My music God. was terrible. The oh, music we choices go. were terrible. Michael the hated music... it. So Mike and I are music guys. The music, the there was like this one theme where it was like a slow walk up the scale of a piano, and it ended in like this weird. I I don't I don't know much about this, but it ended in like a major way, and it made me. It just I don't know. To me, it didn't fit the the theme of what was going on at all. Like I feel like they were trying to make it sound like inquisitive ominous? in a way no okay. i th- i think they should have made things sound ominous but i think they were going for inquisitive but to me personally it came off as strangely happy like inappropriately happy i mm-hmm. don't know i don't know all of the like just... uh actual music that they chose like it was cool that it was period correct i guess but mm. like 
the first lyric that always played had something to do directly with the scene, but literally, like, yeah, really it literally. Super subtle. And yeah. that drove me crazy. <laughs> and yeah. also the last thing when Liz is walking out of the death row thing at the very yeah. end, they play this really, really weird, like remix of Queen of the Night, like the mm-hmm. uh, Mozart aria. And it yeah. made no sense. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it was just weird. all over the place. That was another part where Michael was just yelling. <laughs> I was like, what no! is going on? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so that's why I gave the movie like a 4.5. Yeah, that's why said, I gave it a 5. You said 4.25. Yeah, 4.55. Hard 2. It's Hard a 4.5, yeah. and then you watch it again, and you remember Zac Efron's ass, and then you bump it up to a 5. <laughs> Mm. I just I feel like that was just kind of thrown in there. That was definitely but that's the thing. Like, like we're that, lacking in the scene, Zacky boy. You wanna pull down your pants? Hey Zach, yeah. let's see your tookish. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. I hated that. I don't like that. <laughs> I love that dude again. That goes back to our discussion as to whether or not um teen idols or in in Efron's case, former teen idols should be playing these types of roles if it makes sense for them to. And yeah, but see, I here's that, the thing. I loved uh, Ross Lynch in yes. My Friend Dahmer. That I think My Friend Dahmer was by far a better movie. I agree, but I think that part of that is attributed to they didn't play up so much the oh my god, Ross Lynch is going to be in this. Like Zac Efron fans are watching it see, because yeah. they're Zac Efron he's in fans, yeah, and not they because are they're hoping to fans. see his ass. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Now that now that that's out there, do you know how many people are going to watch this movie just to to see his ass? I mean, uh, I would. Good to know. <laughs> Michael's gonna leave me for Zac Efron. He's got his priorities straight. And they don't sound pretty straight if he's going for Zac Efron. Eh. <laughs> because gay. <laughs> I hate All you. Right. I hate you. Uh, uh, do we have anything else to say about this movie, or are we going? Are we moving to plugs? Not much. I think, uh, okay, it was bad. From, an, from an outsider's <laughs> yeah, perspective. Yeah, Michael, we got that. Michael, <laughs> from an outsider's perspective. I'm much more of a, I don't know, I like, I prefer to take the movie in as a whole. I didn't think it was terrible, but I definitely, I don't know. I don't think I would waste time recommending it to somebody. Yes. It was just, it was an interesting thing to see. For me, if nothing else, for the educational aspect of it, which I know you guys said they left out a lot of things, but I came in at level one. Like, I knew absolutely nothing about this. So, yeah. at the and very now you're least, at I now know a level 1.5. <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. we were, we had, we did an episode where we talked about Joe Berlinger's um, other Ted Bundy project, the Ted Bundy tapes, yes. on, which is also on Netflix. And we, came in as people who obviously knew a lot about the case. Yeah. But I feel like that four-part documentary would give you so much more information than this movie, which yeah. could also be a reason why I felt this movie was lacking because maybe Joe Berlinger came into this like hot off the, the heels of the Ted Bundy tapes and is like, all right, people already know all this information. Let's move on to this. It's like, See, it's I still hard to follow, more- dude. He made the the documentary because he was doing all of this research for this movie anyway. Maybe. I don't know. That's what I took it as. I could be wrong. 
I just think it was it was especially the beginning. The beginning, like two thirds of the movie, were very hard to follow. Yeah, it was. Just, yeah, there were jumping time periods. They weren't giving any explanation. They it were jumping. Didn't really have a narrative. Periods. Yeah. So, that's extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. I actually, and incredibly the titles. <laughs> lukewarm. Yeah, lukewarm. Let's, let's give it a loop. Yes, an official crime culture lukewarm. Yeah. Oh, we're getting official that. now. Elliot's. Yeah. Elliot's. My first proper appearance on the pod. I know it was I came on speaking French like a long time ago, but this is my you first did. proper appearance, and I'm immediately uh, creating a new right. uh, rating system. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna, that's how, I'm that's gonna how throw. It I'm gonna throw this one out there. If we get five hundred people, uh, five hundred dollars on the the Patreon of people su- um, supporting us, um, I will uh, force Elliot and Michael to watch Abducted in Plain Sight with us. <gasps> oh, I wasn't sure where on. you were going with this. I'm about uh, that. No, yes. Michael, 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 <laughs> you would like that. It's you a documentary, like that documentary. It's not a movie, and it's a wild ride. Okay. It's, well, it's, a, I, it's fucked up. I enjoy documentaries, so maybe. maybe and this is a good one. That. Like it's, oh. it's a roller coaster from start to finish. Ooh, so boy. that's that's our goal: five hundred dollars on the Patreon, and we will do a you, live viewing of you, this documentary. You force your behind-the-scenes lackeys to, <laughs> to make content for you. Yeah, we're, oh, we're forcing you to watch a documentary and react to it. I don't want so hard. Why oh don't you want to watch things with us? Why won't you spend time with us? Yeah, I'm busy Haley and I are gonna just run away together. Yep. I just want to eat my burrito. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, <laughs> we're ending this now, so you can have uh, your burrito. Yes. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the bonus episode this week. I Woo! just knew we we couldn't release this on Tuesday because obviously it was Caitlin's birthday. Whoop whoop. Yeah. And we already had that episode uh, ready to go, so we decided, hey, why not? They've do a little it. midweek special. So don't get um, used to it. Yeah. Um, or do. We could do this. Obviously, again. you can go to the website where all of our links are. It's crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. And we you also, can find the- if you have found us on social media and are yeah. trying to like find all of our where where you can listen. Well, if you're listening, then you found that. But um where where you can find us on social media our website um like all of that we have a link tree now so you just go there and it gives you all the cute little links yeah so you can get to our facebook and instagram and twitter and goodreads and patreon spotify yep all of the things we're on everything so thanks for listening and we will see you on tuesday see you next tuesday thanks michael and elliot Yes, hey, thank, thank you. you guys. Yee. Oh boy. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> oh, God. I get I look forward to listening to myself again. This is I the one he'll listen, listen to. to Me neither. Hey, hey hey Mike. Hey yeah. Mike. Uh uh what do you want on your Yeet. salad? What? Uh Durant. Durant. Oh, I hate you. Uh, bye. Okay, bye. I hate you both. Okay, bye. Bye.